Hey, this is Jim Fleming, and this is the Stuart Heights Fleming Sunday School Podcast. This podcast is a recording of our weekly Sunday School class, as well as a few other teaching opportunities I get at my church. But before you listen further, you may want to go to teachings.jim314.com and download the student and or teacher handouts so you can follow along visually and take some notes. Thanks for listening. Come back often, and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite podcast app or to iTunes. Now let's get to this week's lesson. Good morning, everybody. I am excited to start uh, today's lesson on the backside of Easter. And uh, as we jump into Romans chapter 5 today, uh, since there was a significant, oh my goodness. so good. <laughs> We're going to pray over Caleb. Come on. Thank you. and his family. Father, we thank you so much for the miracle of adoption. We thank you that it is a beautiful picture of what you have done for us. Uh, And not just a picture, but you actually have adopted us. You said, I want them. And you gave your son so that you could have us, despite the fact that we are sinful and fallen and broken and troubled past and stories that many of us would rather not tell. You said, I want them. Father, we thank you for Caleb. We thank you for his parents, for his grandparents. We thank you for bringing this together, the fruit of so many hours of prayer and work and sweat and love on display. Father, we give you the praise and the glory for this. We ask you to strengthen him, to encourage him, allow us to come alongside and help Zeke and Shanda to be the parents that they should be. We thank you for uh, their three other daughters. Let them be the siblings that you would have them to be. Help us to be the network and the support and the family and the relationships so that one day, many years from now, we can look back and say that this was a grand and glorious day, that April the 3rd was a day that changed our lives and that beautiful little cry of love that says life is worth it and that you picked us. 
We love you, Lord, and help us to be strong in doing your will, your, will, your way, and your time. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. 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 No, no, that's you, you. There's a there's a there's a book on the market in the last ten years or so. It says "Surprised by Hope," and that it's just yes, it's just good. It's just good. Romans. Whew, this is good. All right, so let's make sure that we are doing a quick review of uh, my gentle proposal from earlier that we want to be spending a lot of time, a lot of time here in the Holy Spirit, asking the Holy Spirit for help in the Scripture, staring at the words, looking at the church, talking to folks about uh, what this means and how we can work through this and get questions answered and put our faith in Christ, uh, and then a little bit of time and tools. So we dipped off considerably with those of you that have been sending me uh, materials this last week, so this will be a good week to kind of come back and hit it strong. Um, we talked a couple of weeks ago about what we're going to read each week and how we're not going to start from Romans 1-1 each week, but uh, that we're going to pick up from the major sections. So we've already done the section about Paul's introduction and righteousness introduced. Uh, we've done righteous wrath. We've done saving righteousness, and that brought us up through the end of chapter 4. And today, kind of through basically July the 4th, we're going to be in this section called righteous freedom. So chapters 5 through 8. Uh, and this is... There's just a lot of stuff, a lot of really meaty things in this section. So we're going to read uh, Romans 5, 1 through 11 uh, this morning, and then we will talk about that text. This is not coffee, don't worry. This is hot chocolate. I may have raised my voice at the fights last night, so <clears throat> here we go. Romans 5. Therefore... Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that our suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare to even die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. And more than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received reconciliation. So the section uh, header for this piece of text is peace with God uh, through faith. And I hope uh, 
that you, you see that this just kind of jumps off of the page. So Bible study is about asking and answering questions about the text, so let's ask some questions. So literary or structural observations? Literary or structural observations? Anybody see anything that just jumps off the page? Dave, yes, sir. There, there's a therefore, right? Yes. So what, what could we possibly think the therefore is there for? That's right. That's absolutely. That chapters one through four weren't just something that he said, oh, yeah, yeah I've, I've got to fill up chapters one through four in a book one day, and we just got to write some. No, this is, he's continuing this argument. He's, he said these words. I'm just going to say praise the Lord every time. It's just good. It's just good. Uh, again, surprised by hope, so it's beautiful. Um, so, so he's transitioning here, right? Jessica sent me a note uh, last week and said, Paul turns from the being the ultimate bearer of bad news to the ultimate cheerleader in this section, and I am glad for it. Uh, I am glad for it too. Let me tell you, I had about as much of that wrath as... Uh, so when I scheduled this series uh, last year and I saw that we were going to have like 10 weeks of wrath, I thought, that'll be all right. That'll be all right. And then about week four of wrath, I'm going, okay, all right. Stop with the hammer. It just, so we get Jesus here. This is fantastic. All right, so let's look at, uh, let's look at what do the words mean. So let's, uh, if you got your hand out there, you got some blanks here. There may be a pattern to the answer uh, once we get to the second blank, so just possibly, so be aware of that. So uh, verse uh, number one there in chapter five, therefore, again, this connecting word. Since we have been justified... Uh, this is rendered just or innocent or freed or justified by faith. This is the word that we've seen over and over and over, faith and justification in Romans. This, this confidence, this resilience, this belief in. We have right now, present tense, peace. We have right now, present tense, peace. This word means peace or prosperity. Uh, quietness, rest. To be set at one again. So there was something wrong. There was something out of balance. There was something disconnected. There was something that was not joined together. There was something broken. There was something that was separated. There was something that was not together and fit like it should. And now we are set one again. So why are we set one again? Because of what? So by faith, because of the justification that Jesus brought, which is great. So there is a brokenness in the universe that Jesus restores, and this is beautiful. And he is, uh, I'll give you a spoiler alert, he's going to continue doing this uh, for a very long time. So we have peace with God. Now, if you remember back to chapters uh, 1 and 2 and 3 and 4, who, who were we enemies with? Let's be specific. Who were we enemies with? So there are how many persons in the Godhead? Three. Who are we enemies with? The Father. Yes. Which I don't. I, I'm not going to pick a fight with any member of the Trinity, right? I'm not not interested. But the Father dictates and and is sovereign and, and works and and I, I, no enemy. I don't want that as an enemy. I don't want him as an enemy. So now we have peace with God. We are set at one again with God through, as you were, Dia the diameter, it goes through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to be at peace with God, you must go through Jesus. There's not, there's just not another way. So through the Him, Jesus, we have, this is the perfect active indicative, the perfect. 
So the perfect means completed action with the results continuing. So this is something that has happened in the past, and it's actions, the results of that are continuing to be in effect. If you are married, hold up your left hand. There's something probably on your left hand that is an indication of something that has happened in the past, and it is continuing to be in effect. So um, it also indicates that you really only have to have this happen once. So let's look at this this way. Through him, Jesus, we have one time because he did it once in the past and it's still working for us, also obtained access by faith into this grace. I like that. This is good. Because it wasn't, Jesus' sacrifice wasn't good for a week and then we got to come back next Sunday and we got to, you know, we got to have another resurrection, right? And we got to come back next Sunday and you got to kill him again on Friday and raise him again and next week got to do it again. And that, no, once, check forever. That is in effect. It is a beautiful example of the perfect tense. So through him, Jesus, we have uh, once and for all obtained uh, access or admission. You need, um, I went to a fight last night, and they don't just let anybody that wants to walk in off the street in. I had to have what? I had to have a ticket, and it scared me to death because it wasn't a piece of paper. They sent me a link, and it was a little... QR code that my phone had to like zoom in on and then it was one of those well I've like I know this technology works but I've never actually done this before it kind of makes me nervous because because I, I really want to go in and, and up until the time, second she scanned that ticket and it went beep and it, the light turned green I was like all right this is good I'm in this is good and the great thing here is that our access our lights going to turn green because of what Jesus did this is not something that I have to wonder and go well you know I'm going to get to the pearly gates and Peter's got the scanner and my light's going to turn red and I'm going to go back you know no Peter ain't got no scanner it's all right it's bad redneck grammar really good theology right through him we have obtained access so we have admission by faith, right? If I hadn't figured this out yet, this is a really big concept. By faith into this grace, into this charis, uh, this graciousness, this acceptability, which we stand. Anybody want to guess what tense this is? Perfect tense. We stand in. Now you think about that for a second. This is completed action. We stand, Right? This is beautiful. There's a, there's a lot of theology in that particular uh, construction of that Greek verb. So in which we stand and we rejoice, we vaunt, we boast, we glory in hope. It's good to rejoice in hope. This is good because this is about that. Right? It, it really is. It is a beautiful, beautiful... Thank you so much for bringing him today. This is like the perfect day. Um, there are two or three things that I absolutely, completely and totally love to get to do in teaching someone's first Sunday school class. It's right up there at the top. Love it. In which we stand and we rejoice. We, we boast in this. You want to boast in something? Boast in the hope. This hope of the glory of God. Not only that, so there's more, right? He just, <laughs> he's like, that's good. But we also rejoice. And then he throws the curveball here, right? We rejoice in 
our sufferings. Now, sometimes you see an English word and you go, oh, okay, well, that probably doesn't mean like in the Greek what we might think it means in the English. No, actually, it's more complex and it means worse. Uh, Pressure, affliction, anguish, burden, persecution, tribulation, trouble. You could pick any of those and they're all hard, (laughs) right? I mean, that's just... So we rejoice in our sufferings. And you go, well, Paul, where are you going with this? All right, so he's going to connect some thoughts here. Knowing, this is the perfect tense again. This is a completed action with the results continuing. Knowing, understanding that suffering, this same word as earlier, produces, works out, it fashions, it finishes. Remember I talked about a couple weeks ago that this, this word, it was working, it was it was creating something. It produces endurance. Now, this is not just endurance. Some of your, if you have a different translation in the ESV, you might have something like uh, cheerful or hopeful endurance or or patience or patient continuance. Uh, But the idea here is that this is not just, I will get through this. Bless Jesus. (laughs) You know, like, no, this is not grit your teeth Christianity. This is patient endurance. Because the suffering produces patience. And patience produces what? Character. So I'm going to swing the emotional pendulum really hard here for a second. I hope that I am not breaking this news to anybody right now. Uh, But Freeman Powell uh, passed away yesterday morning very early. And uh, and endurance, patience, produces character. And he's a great example of character. If you talk to Freeman, he's gonna. We're gonna talk about two things. Like if you talk to R.L. Benefield, we're gonna talk about witnessing in Jesus, right? This is where the conversation is going to go. If you talk to Freeman, we're going to talk about discipleship in Jesus. Like this is, we are going there. Hey, Freeman, how you doing? I think I'm all right. How's your uh, Bible time going? Uh, yep, I'm good. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, what are you learning right now? Wow, okay, that was personal. Well, yeah, that's my job. And you're really good at it. <laughs> um, but that character that we got to experience here at Stewart Heights in the last half dozen years of he and Miss Birdie's life was not the result of a nice, stable journey through life. It was the result of a lot of tribulation and a lot of struggle and a lot of trouble and a lot of trials. And what we got to experience on the backside of this was character. And what I got to watch after Miss Birdie died last year was the next part of what I got to see in Mr. Freeman which was hope. How you doing, Freeman? I'm great. Jesus is good. You know, they were married for like 900 years. It, <laughs> it, and and it, was not, it was not a, oh, she passed easily in her sleep. It was, and it, neither was his. I mean, there was hard struggle. And in the life of a believer... When you knock these things over, when you knock over suffering, you get endurance. When you knock over endurance, you get character. When you knock over character, you get hope. And hope is what we have to have to survive, folks. 
And hope, what does it say in verse 5? It doesn't put us to shame. Another way to translate that is to put us to the blush. Doesn't, doesn't make you go, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm embarrassed about that. No, not at all. That's not what hope does. Hope emboldens. Because God's love, His agape, has been poured. This is, again, the perfect tense. Has been poured into our hearts. It has been gushed out. It has been shed, is another way to say that, into our hearts. Through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. It's a, it's a beautiful mental image here for a second. So just close your eyes for just a second. And I want you to picture the moment of your justification. The moment where you were converted. Where you said, Jesus Christ, I put my faith in you. I believe that you died, that you rose again, and that you are the perfect sacrifice. I confess my sin. I am now a believer. And I want you to picture the Father cracking open your heart and pouring in the Holy Spirit as a demonstration of His love. Like, that is beautiful. If you, you don't think Paul was really serious about this concept. It is absolutely beautiful. God's agape has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. That's gorgeous. That is just gorgeous. Um, verse 6, for while we were still weak or feeble or impotent or without strength, at the right time or at the proper time or at the proper season or opportunity, Christ died for the ungodly, the wicked, the irreverent. Verse 7, for no one, I'm sorry, for one will scarcely or hardly or with much work. It's that job that your boss asks you to do at work, and you go, that's going to take a lot of effort, and I don't really want to do it, right? That, that job, for with a lot of work, will somebody die um, for a righteous person? Because if, if I told you there's a really, really righteous person right now that needs your heart, like they need a heart transplant, and I need your heart, you go, well, hang, well, hang on, like, kidney, I got two of those, right? <laughs> heart. I'm not going to fare well at the end of this, right? Yeah, but, but I mean, this, this person is, is righteous. I mean, they are like, and you're going, ah, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. You need a better sales pitch, <laughs> right? This is not enough. So scarcely would we die for a righteous person, though, though perhaps or possibly for a good person, one would dare or be bold enough even to die. But God shows or demonstrates, the beautiful translation, I would circle the word exhibits there in your notes. Verse 8, God exhibits his agape for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So Paul's bringing witnesses, right? Exhibit A, your honor. What is it? Well, the Holy Spirit's been poured into your heart. What's exhibit B? The cross, right? I mean, if you want to know what God feels about the world, you look at the cross. And if you want to know what the world feels about God, you look at the cross. It works both ways. So God demonstrates, he exhibits for us that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood. By whose blood? By whose blood? By Jesus' blood, yes much more shall we be saved. So future tense, shall we be saved or made whole or protected or delivered by, dia, through him from the wrath of God. So we've been saved from the past wrath. We're going to be saved from the future wrath. I like this. <laughs> this is good because I don't want any wrath. <laughs> Jesus took the wrath. 
perfectly. It's absolutely stunning. Verse 10, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. And you're going, hang on a second. How does this work? By, through, dear, the death of his son, much more. Now that we are reconciled, we're on the other side of this relationship. Shall we be saved by what? By his life. So is this before Easter or after Easter? It's after Easter, right? This is after the resurrection. We're saved by his life. The demonstration of God's power is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I mean, this is beautiful stuff. I I love the way the schedule worked out so that we could talk about this today, the week after Easter. This is beautiful. And then verse 11, more than that, because we're not done. You know, Paul's always adding some more. He's He defines periods in this text, which is great, but we just got to add one more sentence. More than that, we also rejoice. There's more rejoicing in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom now we have received reconciliation. So we're just going to rejoice about reconciliation more. Because why not, right? This is a good thing. This is a very good thing. All right, so let's ask a couple questions. Are there any repeated words? Any repeated words? I am drinking. Please talk. While is a good one, yes. Rejoice is a good one. Reconciled, yes. Says the non-accountant in the room. There you go. Therefore. Therefore, yes. He is stringing together these arguments. I didn't have therefore in here. What else? Hope. Hope. It's one of my favorite lines from the Shawshank Redemption. Isn't that a great little quote at the end? I tell you. No, Miss Darla, I'm not going to quote it for you. I'm going to make you go watch the movie. <laughs> Actually, just watch the last 10 minutes. The last 10 minutes. There's probably some stuff at the beginning that, you know, that's okay. Um, what else? Repeated words. There's a, there's a bunch more. What's that? We, yes. We are in this together. Faith, yes. Thank you. I thought that would surely be the first one, but it wasn't. Through. Yeah, there's a lot of through here. And who does it almost always go through? Almost always go through Jesus. Once it went through the Holy Spirit, but it's always about God. Right? When we talk about the gospel, it is about God. It is, you know, I I keep seeing this thing. um, We have really got to be better theologians with the stuff we share on Facebook. Um, God is my co-pilot. It's like, no, he's not your co-pilot. He's not your (laughs) co-pilot. The Father sovereignly orchestrated the road that Jesus Christ is driving the ambulance on, and the Holy Spirit is doing CPR on us in the back. We are on a stretcher, right? We are not driving the plane. This is not how this works, right? This is... But the gospel goes through God, all aspects of it, through. Thank you very much. That was a really important uh, point. What else? We've missed, like, a really big one here. We celebrated his resurrection last week. Jesus, yes, thank you. There we go. Sometimes the obvious is the thing that we miss the most. So. Anything else? Bye. Bye. There's several buys, yes. Very good. Rejoice. Rejoice. Yes. Because, you know, Paul had a really easy life. I mean, he never had any troubles, right? It was, just smooth. It, was, it was smooth sailing the whole way, right? Come on. That was good. That was a good one. Anna Grace is even shaking her head at me on that one. Yeah. 
Go read Acts. You'll read all about his smooth sailing. So. <clears throat> all right, so I got suffering, endurance, character, died is in there many times. Um, so what are some observations of the text? So I, Kroll had this really great, really long quote. I'm going to read this to you real quick. So, uh, Justification means peace with God, access to God, a standing before God, hope of glory, exalting in our tribulations, encouraging hope, experiencing the love of God, the gift of the Holy Spirit, being saved from God's wrath, being saved by Christ's life, and continued rejoicing. Just a couple of the benefits, right? I have the greatest job in the world. I get to stand up and talk about how great the gospel is. All right, so I want to show you something. If you look at verses uh, 3 through 5, look at verses 3 through 5 in your text. Um, this, in my mind, is how this works. Uh, and I know this is not how you play dominoes. I've never learned how to play dominoes. I learned how to stack dominoes and knock them over. Um, this is what mathematicians do with dominoes. I care nothing for the game itself. But it, in my mind, this is the way this works. If I knock over the domino of justification, the domino of peace is going to get knocked over. The domino of rejoicing and suffering is going to get knocked over. Endurance and character and hope. Hope is coming to the believer. It's going to happen. It's not a, well, special believers get hope. No, no. Believers get hope. And you can go through this process. This is not the five stages of grief and some people go through faster. No, 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 no. The thief on the cross got here before he died. And this is wonderful for us because we can have hope no matter what our earthly relationships do, no matter what our government does, no matter what our health does, no matter what our family does, no matter what you put it in the blank, we can have hope. Because when he starts it, he's going to finish it. And this is good, right? We celebrated last week that he finished the work that he came to do. And when he said it is finished, the, the hammer of God's justification said not guilty. But the resurrection of Jesus Christ's life gives us hope. And this is beautiful. So when you have a bad day, and they will come. Maybe today is a bad day. I don't know. Go back. You say, all right, Lord, you started this process. You picked me. He picked us. Knowing this process is going to happen. He picked us for hope. Now, I am not charismatic, but I'm about to get charismatic. Because that is, <laughs> that is awesome. Right? He picked us for hope. Amen. This is, is it, I don't jump anymore because my back hurts, but... Like, this is really excited for me. <laughs> for those of you listening on the podcast, I'm up on my tiptoes, so that's the way that works. All right. Yeah, my calves are going to hurt later today for that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sad. That's pretty sad, yeah. Ten years, ten years from now, I'll be listening to this podcast going, what was I doing? Like, I don't, I don't understand that. All right, so let's talk about some application um, and some personalization. So what is the point? All right, so Christ brings a lot of stuff. This is, you know, Christmas in April. Uh, Christ brings peace with the Father. And how do we get that peace with the Father? Through what? Through faith. Yes, excellent, good. I would need to start over if we didn't get that answer right. So 
Christ bring, so what do we do with that, right? Uh, we live in peace with the Father by having the right view of Him. This is not a, this is not a view of, uh, I fear that I had this view of God the Father when I was younger of, I don't need to step out of line or I'm going to get squashed uh, because He's looking for vengeance. He's looking for wrath. No, that's not my dad. My dad is not looking to exercise wrath on me. My dad is looking to fill me with hope. Now he's, we're going to go through some stuff <laughs> that is not what you would consider pleasant. But I can rejoice in this because this is coming. Right? I can rejoice in the sufferings because the hope is coming. So live in peace with the Father. Have the right view of Him. Uh, application number two. Christ brings hope for today. That hope is coming. That do- those dominoes are falling. You, you have faith that God is knocking over the dominoes because He will do it. So what do we do? Live in hope right now. Have the right view of the circumstances right now and the right view of circumstances in the future. And then Christ brings what with the Father? Anybody want to guess? Really long word. Reconciliation, Reconciliation yes. R-E-C-O-N. <laughs> I promise all I had to drink last night was water. <laughs> Reconciliation. R-E-C-O-N-C-I-L-I-A-T-I-O-N. Reconciliation. I never spell it correctly by hand. Autocorrect always gets it right for me. You know you can customize Word to have like 19 different versions of the misspelling and it'll still turn it into the right one. This is one that in my custom dictionary, I have like 20 different words on the way to spell it. And we're, we are getting to reconciliation. It is a good thing. So, so Christ brings reconciliation with the Father through what? The death and resurrection, right? So what do we do? We live in reconciliation with the Father. Have the right view of our relationship. This is, this is stunningly beautiful stuff. All right, so I posted uh, a link on my personal Facebook yesterday about uh, this is about that. And next week is a lot of that. Next week we're going to go like way back to Adam and talk about what Adam got us into and how Jesus gets us out. And, and I hear sometimes people say, well, I don't feel like I should be guilty because Adam sinned. Okay. If you don't get into it by Adam, you don't get out of it with Jesus. So accept the guilt, <laughs> accept the hope. <laughs> but next week is death in Adam and life in Christ. So our homework, again, as always, uh, is to make sure that we are asking the Holy Spirit for help, reading Romans, talking about Romans. We still have that group. Uh, we're starting to slow down a little bit on questions, so I'm going to start posing some questions and get some comments, uh, conversations going there on the Facebook group, uh, and then send me the feedback that you have by Wednesday. Even if you're not reading a resource and you look at this text and you go, I have some observations on this. Great. I probably don't have those because I'm not you. <laughs> so please, I'd, I'd love to for us to share together in this process. All right, so we've got uh, a weekly update on your tables. And let's lean in and engage and pray. Uh, Yes, we're going to pray again because the first one was just for Caleb. And that's awesome. Uh, I like the name Caleb quite a bit. Uh, You can see me afterward for finding out why. Uh, But next week we've got uh, Death and Adam and Life in Christ. We've also got a Sunday school lunch. So if you want to be the coordinator for that lunch, let me know after Sunday school. And I will tell you to go onto the Sunday school Facebook page and say, hey, I'm the coordinator. And then what I need you to do is to give us directions on what we're going to eat uh, and how we're going to bring that together. So it's pretty straightforward. 
All right, on the right-hand side of the page, uh, this is me on two hours of sleep. Sorry, this is the way this works. Uh, is ongoing prayer requests, so please pray over those as well. If you've got something listed there, take a second. I got, we got done a little earlier today than normal. Uh, review those. Make sure that if there's any updates that need to be made, you can make those updates. Pray as a table, and then you are dismissed. So thank you so much for coming to Sunday School today. Thank <laughs> you.